Welcome to the Airline Weekly Lounge. I'm your host, Edward Russell. And this week, I'm joined by Airlines for America President and CEO, Nick Calio, who has led the industry group through its ups and downs, including the COVID crisis, for more than a decade. Please enjoy. I'm joined today by Nick Calio, President and CEO of Airlines for America. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Ned. Thank you for having me. Excellent. It's a pleasure to have you on the Airline Weekly Lounge. So, Nick, we are fresh off the third quarter where most U.S. carriers did quite well financially. The demand outlook is robust. How is the industry doing? The industry is doing well. You know, it's a resilient industry. We knew we would come out of the pandemic uh, and get back to being able to succeed in getting passengers to where they want to go at any time, uh, getting cargo where it wants to go. And the it did come back sooner than we expected. Uh, the, there's been a lot of planning put in place uh, to make sure that we were ready and are ready. And there certainly are challenges. Uh, nonetheless, uh, we are carrying a considerable debt load, as you know, from the pandemic, Ned. Uh, but uh, we're hiring a lot of people. We're adjusting our schedules. Uh, we're investing in our workers. And I, we think the outlook is good. We are finding demand is very, very strong. It's funny. And, it's a, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, we, and I, I'm sure we'll talk about this, uh, but uh, the demand is different uh, in ways than it used to be. And we think that's a development that's going to continue uh, between you know, hybrid travel, I guess I would call it hybrid workers doing hybrid travel, part business and part leisure. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. I was, you know, demand, like you said, the outlook is good, uh, which is surprising considering the broader economic situation of outlook for the U.S. But like Delta CEO at Bastion said, um, travel seems to be countercyclical at the moment. But w- w- you, t- you talked about sort of the new new trends in demand that we're seeing. You, you tell us a little bit more about that. Yes. Uh, so I'll take as one example some of my high school friends who have always traveled, but now uh, they feel freed up and they're traveling more. Every time I talk to them, they're going to one or two different countries. They're going to different places in the States. And they said, you know, in some cases, they're freed from their desk. Uh, we, of course, want people to be at their desk sometimes, but doing uh, face-to-face business. But that the business, the Business travel is coming back, but this hybrid business is certainly bolstering it. I think people are finding the freedom to travel. Uh, the demand is certainly pent up. You know, this is the first time we're looking at Thanksgiving right now. This is the first time in two or three years we're going to have a really normal Thanksgiving. And people just want to get out and be with their friends and with their families. Absolutely. Do you, I mean, speaking of Thanksgiving, you typically you look at the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and the Sunday after are two of the busiest travel days of the U.S. Uh, calendar. Um, are, are you guys seeing a shift in that with this blended travel trend? Is, is it now the Thanksgiving week uh, of travel or is any of the data showing that or, or more traditional Wednesday, Sunday? You know, that's an interesting point. It is looking more like a week uh, of, of travel because people can take more time off and, you know, start earlier and end later and then get back to where they want to go. So we are seeing that it's extending out over a longer period of time than the traditional Wednesday to Sunday. I mean, that's great news for airlines. It's uh, like a number of executives already said, it allows them to sort of flatten their schedules a little bit. And it's a a little less peaky, which, of course, uh, helps spread out costs and everything. So Mentioning costs, that has been a challenge for airlines as, as we've come out of the pandemic. You know, they're up across the board. Fuel and labor are two big uh, concerns at the moment. You know, how, how are airlines keeping costs in check? What's, what's happening there? 
they're always trying to keep costs in check because they have to, because as you know, it's a very difficult industry and you went years and years without making a profit. And right now, you know, our two biggest costs are always uh, labor and fuel. And right now, both are up considerably over what they were a year ago, two years ago. Uh, you know, just in this year alone, we spent $8 billion more in fuel in the first six months than we did in 2019 and in a similar period. That's that's a lot of money across really very few airlines. That is a lot of money. <laughs> yes. And in labor, you know, the industry, as you know, has a reputation of having really good long time, long, long, good paying, long time jobs, uh, about 38% higher on average than most other industries in the United States. And we started hiring aggressively basically a year ago to get ready. Uh, and uh, it, it's worked. And we have more people online now than we did uh, at this same time in 2019, more employees in the industry now than we did in 2000, since 2003. That means added cost. But we're finding that the staffing models that we used previously are like the, the hybrid travel are changing. And we have to respond to that. We need more employees in place to handle the same number of flights as we did before because of, you know, whether it be absenteeism or various other events, uh, it just takes more employees to be ready to handle this. You know, one is, it's funny you mentioned that. I mean, it's something that I've touched on in, in my research, just sort of juniority. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but the idea that you you have senior people have left and you have new people come in, you may have more of them, but they don't have the experience. So you need more people to work a flight, for example, a second or third gate agent, perhaps to oversee because people just aren't as familiar with uh, with what they need to do or they're not able to do it as fast. Well, that's true. And you know, the training in our industry is everything. And it's like we said during the pandemic and during the CARES Act, you can't take a pilot and a flight attendant and put them out of work for six months and then tell them Friday, come and get the keys, you're gonna fly an airplane or you know, a service a, a bunch of passengers on a plane. There are safety requirements in place that require that most airline employees be continually trained and retrained. Absolutely. Now, it's it's. I'm glad you brought up pilots uh, because that is something that has been an issue here in the U.S. A lot of airlines, uh, there's, there's a widely accepted pilot shortage, which is primarily affecting the regional airlines, but because uh, their affiliation with the majors, that's constraining capacity there. Tell us about a little bit about how what the situation's like. Is it is it getting any better yet? Well, there are efforts underway to make it better, and there have been consistent efforts over the years. Um, you know, some people claim there is no pilot shortage. There clearly is a pilot shortage. And as you point out, it's mainly at the regional level right now, uh, but that, that can spread. So a lot of our carriers um, are putting training programs in place, academies in place, uh, recruiting programs to bring potential or future pilots uh, into the fold and get them trained up as soon as possible. So you can't you can't make the pipeline flow right away uh, in many cases, but you have to get it going now because it's going to be really damaging in the future, particularly if demand keeps ticking up. Absolutely. And what, you know, what I'm even hearing at some of the major carriers now is, is you know, people are the, the issues getting captains upgrades. So it's it's like you said, it's a pipeline. You might get enough people in at the entry level, but then it takes time to get them up to grade a captain and that can constrain things. But it's it's a whole. Uh, yeah. Pipeline's a great way to put it. <laughs> With that, Nick, we'll be right back. And we're 
we're back. We're speaking with Nick Calio, President and CEO of Airlines for America Day. Nick, operations have been a big focus of airlines this year. We saw some uh, you know, very public meltdowns at a couple carriers earlier, and airlines pulled back summer schedules. You know, how do things stand on the operations front? Uh, we have gone, our carriers are going above and beyond right now to make everything work. And uh, nobody likes when there are cancellations or delays. Uh, there are certain things out of our control. There are other things that are in our control. And we are doing everything we can to make sure that those things that are within our control are up and ready to go. We really are excited about the demand for Thanksgiving travel, for instance. And we want to get people home to their friends and families and deliver an, an experience that is as seamless as possible. So, uh, as I said earlier, uh, we've been hiring aggressively. We're putting people uh, into the right places, we think, to make things go. And we're looking forward to that continuing. We always have to watch our operations. It's in our interest to make our customers happy. Um, the experience is all about them. And so, you know, we'll, we'll have all our employees out working like crazy uh, on the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, our work is our customer's holiday. Absolutely. So, I mean, Thanksgiving, of course, being next week, uh, I've got to ask, are you going to be flying this Thanksgiving? I'm going to be flying three times between now and Thanksgiving, but I will be parked here uh, at my house or one of the places with my family um, on Thanksgiving Day. Excellent. Well, I mean, you're clearly going to be putting the skies to the test uh, on your three trips between now and Thanksgiving. So, one of the things that has come up repeatedly, and there's some, been some back and forth, is air traffic control staffing. Uh, FAA claims they have no issues. Airlines have cited them. Um, do you think air traffic control should be a concern for, for airlines and travelers this holiday season? Yes, I do. Um, I don't think, I think that the FAA is working and has worked very hard to get people in place at the right locations, and we have a lot of confidence in them that they will do so. Uh, but, you know, their pipeline got closed off too for two years at the academy, and we need a lot more. To, to quote the head of the National Air Traffic Controllers Association, we should have a thousand more uh, air traffic controllers than we did 10 years ago, and we now have a thousand less. So there are various ways to look at it, but uh, it's like the pilot shortage. Um, it's, it's there in some cases. No, absolutely. So, you know, my uh, we we keep hearing about Jacksonville Center, which manages a lot of flights into and out of Florida, and then also, of course, the congested New York airspace as being two areas that are seeing some of the the largest impacts from this. Do you, any concerns about those as we go into this holiday week, or, or think things are looking good? Uh, right now, we believe that things are looking good. I think the one thing that we all know, and we all need to keep our fingers crossed, some good weather would be very helpful. You Good know, weather for the airlines is always a plus. Uh, that's that's and, for sure. And for our passengers. And so, you know, we are, uh, again, we think that things are looking good for the holidays. Uh, we always expect the unexpected, and we need to be in a position to handle the unexpected. But we've worked closely with our government partners to be ready, and let's hope that we all are ready to go and that we, again, um, the whole, the big goal here is get people where they want to go to safely and then back again. Absolutely. And, you know, look, you know, for the next week, let's, let's hope that everything goes smoothly. 
Now, before I let you go today, I want to ask you a bit about the Biden administration's focus on sort of passenger rights issues. You know, they rolled out a dashboard earlier this year that highlights what airlines will do for them in certain situations. There's talk about more transparency over fees. What is Airlines for America's view on on this push by the administration? Uh, we think that our carriers are very transparent. Um, you're a pro in this industry, Ned. You go on one of the websites of an A4A carrier, you punch a button, you get everything there is to know about price, including ancillary fees and with one touch. And we have policies in place um, that we have had in place for some time. Uh, the dashboard add, adds, to, adds to that transparency. Um, and I think that was the effort on the part of the DOT uh, to provide additional clarity. Definitely. Uh, so you feel the airlines are doing enough on this front, uh, it sounds like? They always do more. Look, our airlines are so competitive, they will do anything uh, that gives them an edge with any given consumer, uh, because they would rather sell the ticket to that consumer um, than they would have one of their competitors sell that ticket. For sure. I think one of the things that always jumped out at me with, with uh, fees and fares was when uh, airlines were at the American United Delta were pushing basic economy fares a few years ago, You know, they were actually pushing people into higher fare buckets in a lot of cases because people would see all the restrictions they came with and be like, oh, wait, I don't actually want that, which was interesting. Um, though I think that was their goal in the end. It was uh, It's something that the, the transparency with that was definitely pushing travelers to do in many cases. That may well be true, but again, it gets down to customer choice. Customers have a lot of choices when it comes to U.S. airlines. For sure, for sure. Well, Nick, it's a pleasure to have you here on the Airline Weekly Lounge. We hope that you have a very good Thanksgiving and, and all of your trips between now and the holiday go smoothly. And the same to you, Ned. Thank you again for having me. I look forward to talking with you again. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Airline Weekly Lounge podcast. Check out airlineweekly.com for a new issue every Monday and updates on the latest airline news throughout the week.